G'day and welcome to the front of I'm Execute. Today I'm joined by Agrid. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, as usual. Um, it's us again. <laughs> It'd be really nice to see the other guys. It, it feels like we haven't seen them for so long. We, mm. I know yesterday in Paul's live stream, we both hassled him about mm. coming on and, and joining us again. Yeah, I think uh, um. everyone's been rather busy of late. So yeah, but it'll be uh, good to get back to see uh, some of the others again. But today we're doing kind of a part two to what we did last week or we feel we had to do this episode, but we feel we had to put some stuff before that, which is why we mm. did the episode um, we did last week. Um, so, yeah. But this episode yeah. is kind of... Well, I'll let you... You go ahead, Agrid. Yeah, well, people always ask us, you know, why are we why are we always recommending big ships? And so last mm. week we, or last episode, we looked at the ships we recommend and why and gave some of the reasons for that. But there are also other factors that come into play, and some of the some of those are have come in recently. Some of them are things that have, we've been seeing happening over time, and they do have an impact upon the value of packs. They do have a, an impact upon the value of uh, buybacks. They do have an impact upon the value of um, anything. So, and, this... and even and even gameplay now and then comes into the whole the whole equation. And so it's never just a a simple. Yes, no, there's lots of other factors that come in. And that's why we can never say, yes, this is a ship for you, that's a ship for you. We always try and tailor um, fix my fleets or other things to the individual, to what they're saying, based on the information we have and from what we can gather. So, This also foundationally goes right back to the, the start of the channel here, uh, even back mm. with uh, Dyson and Hayes um, mm. and you know, um, as things go along, we knew they were going to lock things down and things were going to change and things were going to get harder. And um, I think today we're going to go over what they've already done. So, you know, some of your backers might not know what they've done already. Um, and then we're going to go into some hypotheticals of what they could do, right? And we're not saying they are going to do this, but we just want you to kind of think about what they could do considering what they've already done yeah. and like different levels of how bad it could get. Right. And we're not saying this is going to happen. I really want to make that clear. Um, we just want you to think about why we recommend what we recommend, uh, because what is the safest thing to do? Right. And that, and that's what we're mm. going to go through today. So that, 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 that was a part of kind of why we're doing yeah. this. We're just trying so, to prevent stuff, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you look, Back to fairly early, there was um, the cross chassis upgrades were first introduced, mm -hmm. uh, and I can remember it even being said, you know, cross chassis upgrades must be must, will need to be applied before the end of beta. Yeah. Um, but that was all nebulous and, and all back then. Um, mm. But as we're getting closer and closer to release, COG are working at tightening things up, and then there were the whole claims about, you know, uh, how does COG or COG should control the grey market and other things, and then so there are things COG done to try and, yeah. I suppose, rein in some of the excesses that go on there. And so we understand why it's, you know, often what COG have done, why they've done it. And we will even agree with the reasoning as to why they've done it, but hmm. how, it, how it happens and why, you know, it, it still sucks, it still hurts, yeah. it's, still, yeah. it's still painful. Some, some, of, some of it is uh, to, to stop things like the grain market, some of it is to raise more money that there's been multiple reasons why they've done it mm. this is not a video to hate on cig this is really to a video for you to try and um 
protect yourself. And I think the word I would use, Aragrid, that we used a lot before the show was flexibility. Mm. Um, it gives you the most flexibility to ke to keep changing your fleet uh, yep. down the line. Yep. So, yeah. And that's one of the things CIG always used to say was mm. that they want you to be able to play the game your way. They want you to be able mm. to get the ships you want. Yeah. Um, and that was part of a reason why they introduced, you know, cross-chassis upgrades. It was part of a reason why they had packs. It was part of a reason why they have standalone ships. Yeah. They want you to be able to get the ships you want and have a fleet that you want mm. in terms of, of what you're doing. Um, and as time's gone on, things have got more complex. And as you try and simplify it, um, one way or another, you're going to, no matter what you do, you're going to you're going to muck someone up and you're going to cheese someone off it. It's Definitely the hardest part of my job and your job is simplifying this because mm. there's always outliers and things that break those rules, but we try to give you, you know, something, cast the widest net, but try to keep it as simple as possible. So, yeah, there will always be outliers, um, but, yep. yeah, we try but to keep it I've got to say thank, I've got to say thank you to Turbulent and CIG for the, <laughs> the webpage because we find the webpage a nightmare to navigate. Mm. And... It's because your web page is so hard to navigate, but we have so much work. So yeah. thank you very much for giving us content. <laughs> um, Slightly evil of you, but yeah, I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've uh, prepared some slides. Well, they're not slides, but they're just some titles here. So these are the changes that they've already made, right? So um, veteran backers, you'll obviously know about this, but we're just going to give you a refresher. So it's all kind of clear in your mind anyway. So yeah, Algrid, what was devaluing of credits? So credits were devalued when, um, back in the day, we'd buy credits, we'd, we'd use credits to buy ships when the, when the um, new sales came along. Uh, there was no difference between a buying a ship with war bond, uh, buying a ship with cash or buying a ship with, with credits. And so I could buy gift cards, I could melt my gift cards, I'd have the credits, I could put money aside and not have to worry about it. When war bond CCUs came in, what happened is you got a discount if you paid for cash, but you still had to pay for your, uh, with credits. And, and so in a sense, anything you had with credits was devalued by 10, 20%. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the major reason for this appears to be to stop people kind of moving their fleets around. That was that was that appears to be the major case, and also if you already had credits, it kind of encourages you to spend new money. So it was it was to try and get more new money coming in to uh, to fund the game. I think part of it was also uh, an anti-grey market uh, move, because you know what people used to do: they'd buy a ship with with cash, mm -hmm. they'd melt the ship. Two days later, they'd buy the ship again. They'd buy the same ship again with the credit mm. they'd put in for the cash, and they just keep they just cycle and repeat. Yeah. Build up their build up their their stock in their in their buyback, and then sell sell all those on the grey market for. Problem with the problem with that, and I don't think it is for the grey market, or maybe it was right, but that didn't work. Is if you have something in buyback back then, you could just buy it for cash. So you could leave it sitting in your buyback. Someone would come along, and you could advertise everything in your buyback and say, yep. "I have this for sale." and they would want to buy it, and let's say it's $50, you could just pay cash and it would instantly pull it out, make it giftable. So everything you just said doesn't work in that yep. regard, but it does if you're doing it for yourself. So the weird thing is it actually screwed over the individual users, not the grey market users. So no, yeah. well, it, mm. well, it did because with the grey market, I'd buy the stuff 
I'd only spend 50 bucks, but I could have 10, 15, 20 ships in my in my buyback, which I could then sell off for 55 or 60 bucks or 70 bucks or whatever I was doing. And so my stock cost me 50 bucks to get, but then I'm making multiples as I was as I was selling that off. Again, though, if you've got a stock uh, again, pool of credits for $500 and you're just buying lots of little items, it means nothing. So, yeah, it really only did affect the individual user. It didn't actually but, affect the grey market no. at all. Um, I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to be blunt. It didn't. Um, so, yeah. All right. Removal of $0 CCUs. So this was a real big one back in the day. So um, to give an example, the one that I remember a lot, Algrid, was things, there was a lot of ships around the $350 mark. So, um, and a lot of people had banner merchants in buyback and stuff like that. And they'll just freely swap them between a banner merchantman and like an Endeavor or a Crucible. Yep. Um, and, and so they were really handy to go sideways um but since then you can't go sideways so it, it really no. kind of sucks but it now looks like they're starting to realize that it does suck and the way to fix that is they're now just kind of spreading them out a bit which is interesting because it's also helping them sell more warb on ccus um would you mm. kind of agree with that yeah and this this kind of ties in with with with, with one of the points we talk about later on which is packs mm. because one of the purposes of those zero dollar CCUs was actually to help people, as I as I mm. recall it, to help people who had those larger packs that had lots of small ships in them. Or in the case of say the old completionist pack, you used to get two uh two of every special ship. So you get two yep. Aurora LNs, two uh Mustang Deltas, two um Aurora um mm. you know, Avenger whatever's two cut with blues, whatever, you know, so you'd get two of each. And the idea was you'd use those ships to CCU up to what you wanted. And so $0 CCUs were giving, were making it easier for people with packs to modify those packs to get the ships they wanted, which goes back to one of the original things CIG wanted, which was for you to have a fleet you wanted, whether mm. it was standalone ships or in packs. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you on that. It, it definitely uh, would have made uh, transverse. Uh, moving through the packs a lot easier than oh, it is now. Oh. Um, Let now, me tell you it did. <laughs> Let me tell you it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you on that one. Um, and then I think the real big one that kind of came in that surprised a lot of people was LTI only with Warbond. Uh, because at the time, um, LTI, I remember, oh man, I'm going back like 2013, 2014. LTI was only meant to be for original veteran backers. And then they started doing it um, for everyone that brought a new ship. And, and then they made um, LTI would only come when you buy a war bond version after they de devalued the credits. So yeah. there was a couple of steps in there, but as it went forward, it's all under the same little umbrella. So, yeah, and, and unfortunately, we, we as backers, we made a rod for our own back. We, we overemphasized and overglorified and over whatever it is, the, yeah. the value of LTI. Yeah. Now, if you, if you, go back and look at every reference Chris made about LTI. It was always, this is only a minor convenience. It's no different from ship hull insurance. The only difference is um, it's just of a lifetime of the game. Whereas ship hull insurance, it will take you one mission and you should be able to buy, get insurance for your ship mm. for the month. Yeah. Um, but the big change was, you know, backers really pushed for that at Warbond when, when Warbond was coming with the with concept ships, you could get those concept ships with credits or with war bond or with cash. 
when they switched to those, those war bond sales where war bond cash sales were getting that discount, um, but they, they moved it so that if you were buying with credit, not only was it more expensive, but now you mm. didn't get your you didn't get LTI with that shit. Which, and so, which in a really weird turn of phrase is really easily bypassed. That's the crazy thing. There's always an LTI token there, and all it meant was you had to spend a very small amount of cash, and you just hmm. totally bypassed that. But there were people that didn't know this, you know. So it made this whole haves and have not knowledge group, right? And yeah, yeah, which which, which gave us work, which gave right. us work. But but it, it just I I just yes, I guess uh, insurance is not seen as that valuable, right? But like a lot of people, the, the funny, ironic thing is, this is what I'm trying to think of, is they would have made more money if they explained how LTI worked. As in, like, if you buy this token and then just upgrade it with your credits, they would have made 50 bucks, so to speak. Like, say they're buying a $50 LTI token, where if it's full credits, uh, CIG loses because they don't get any new money, and the backer mm. loses because they get less insurance. So it's a it's a loss-loss uh, uh, loss that they should have explained. And the backer feels burned because, well, you know, they couldn't find the information or they didn't know the information yep. or they went to the matrix of lies and read stuff and it was totally different from what actually is because the, the matrix of lies and other stuff was in-game kind of law mm. rather than real-life finances. Yep. Uh, all of those things kind of had an impact. No. But it certainly, did, it certainly did have an impact on, on a lot of people. And, yeah, and... It really does have an impact on 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 it, it, going to the ships you want. That that with the devaluing of credits was a real sting to a lot of older backers because they felt a bit betrayed. Like I've put all this money in and I can no longer be flexible and get what I want. I came in at the start, and because I came at the start, I'm now getting burned. You know, so yep. um, and I've actually just kind of thought of one. These are, by the way, these are the kind of the negative things they've done. We should probably say put in some positive thing ones here as well, but we, we, we kind of didn't know I think about it. But anyway, um, so the one that happened this year was obviously the removal of buyback savings. So now previously, um, and, and I think most of this algorithm was to stop the gray market, right? Um, they gave, they, they said they were going to do it about two or three years ago and they left it for a really long time and then they did it with what appeared to be no warning, but they'd actually told us two or three years ago they were going to do it. And I think the reason for that was so nobody on the grey market could just buy all their stuff back, right? Um, and yes, there were a lot of individual users that got stung and I, and I know some people in the comments may get a little bit angry with me when I say this, but if you sit back and actually look at what it would have done to the grey market, I think overall as a community... It's better that they did it blind. Um, and that, that will be a very um, decisive topic that I'm sure there's people typing away right now as they hear me say that. But you have to think of it as a whole. Like it would have been absolute, the market would have been absolutely flooded with stuff because people would have just bought up like crazy. Even if they'd given them 24 hours, um, it would have been too much. Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Algrid, and, and well, the actual removal of them? I think that the removal of the where we made the buybacks where you know they, they just go back to the what the if it's in if you've got a buyback you melt it uh as ccu and, and then mm. you you know you unmelt it. it it shifts back to the the actual current price and mm. i know they've done that with, with ships as well unless it's an original unless it's a, an original concept war bond ship um and that has an impact of that does have an impact on on mm. certainly in the ccus for the 
for the grey market, certainly for others. Uh, anyone who's doing that reselling, just because it means you can't sell things off for a product, you can't, for a discount, you can't buy it cheap, save it, bring it out. Basically then, meant they needed no outlay. You know, you could, yep. you could basically, whatever your most expensive item was in buyback was all the money you had to have to put into the game. And you could literally just... Uh, 24 Ooh. hours later, melt it, buy another one, melt it, buy another one. And 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 hundreds of thousands of people doing this, you know, um, is is why the grey market is the way it is and, and why CIG have had so much... Because they have to store all that stuff. You know, I, I, I remember hearing crazy things like there are some users that have over a million CCUs. A million. That's... Yeah, that's insane. That's back when we got to $0 CCUs, by the way. But because they cost nothing, people would just add a hundred to their cart. Yeah. And I, look, I used times. to have, I used to have quite a lot of CCUs and, and, mm. and a lot of zero dollar CCUs, but I was never doing them for for um, grey market. Most of it was, oh yeah, I want that ship. I've got X number of this ships. So I need X number of this CCU. Yeah. Uh, certainly, when they got rid of them, it really did apply the thumb screws, and and I had to apply. A lot of CCUs to, to make sure I had the ships that I actually wanted, and yeah. I'll be honest, I those CCUs I applied, I applied. Mm. I've got the ships I'd I'd want, but I wish I'd apply them in a different order to the to the packs or wherever they are, um, just to give a bit more uh, flexibility in the in, in what I do with those packs. Um, mm. And I've got significant savings on those packs, but. Well, speaking of packs, let's go on to the next one because that's relevant. So, pack yep. savings are now less than uh, Warbond CCUs. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that kind of is pretty straightforward. Um, you know, you used to save 10 to 15% in a pack, um, but we're seeing even now where Warbonds have got a bit worse, that they're still about 25%. You know, where last year we were seeing up to 30 35% in some ridiculous cases of the Warbonds, you know, $95 carrick, that's 17% of the total value of a yeah. carrick, you know, so th that really can't yeah. be beat. Um, but yeah, even pe just... People are co constantly getting 50% off the market price yeah. of the ships. That were, that were concept. The concept price of a ship, they were people, you were able to get 50% off. Yeah, that price point I'm giving you on a Warbond CCU is usually for just one or two CCUs. But yeah, as, as you've seen in some of the videos, they go quite low. And so because of that, if you can get just one or two CCs on a ship, it instantly makes it cheaper than 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 any pack that will ever get there. And again, being in a pack, um, they're generally, there's less CCs you can apply. So um, that kind of adds to that as well. So okay. I think one point that comes up is we were looking at a pack the other day, mm -hmm. um, uh, the company pack, yep. I think with 15% discount. With one CC, one or two CCUs that gave a hundred dollars on on the ship. Yeah, he had a buying those a, ships individually. He had one. You would have. He had one twenty percent. He had one CCU to a ship that gave him a two hundred dollar discount, and and that, if, and that was his fifteen. That was his fifteen percent or twenty percent discount straight yeah. up. So if he could so get going a, individually, if he could get one more CCU, it would instantly make it more cheaper than, and that's going yeah. to happen at the next sale. So yeah, you know so. Packs used to be said to be the best savings, you know, a really good savings. You get a, a straight up savings on those packs. You could then um, CCU ships within those packs and do that. And they had advantages in terms of giving a game pack, um, Squadron 42 as well, uh, extra cash for later in the game. 
and some of those advantages still exist. So you've got, you know, Squadron 42 in those packs is still a, is still a bonus. Having the extra game cash is still a bonus. You're going out of but, order, Algrid. No, That's fine. But, but in terms of in terms of packs, um, those those savings just don't match up when you're doing the ships individually with War Bond CCUs. So just. So as Algrid said, yeah, now once you're over, you get into Concierge, they actually give you a copy of that. So uh, a, that single standalone pack is no longer required. Um, and then I think the other one that I'll just throw in there as well is if you apply CCs into a pack, it is so much harder, harder to navigate that pack now, like it, to, to the point that it's... Um, that's the big ones we have to deal with, isn't it, Agrid? Where someone comes in and it's like, okay, we just got to melt the whole thing. And sometimes you, you got to melt that whole thing and lose heaps of savings. Um, and that's where you got to weigh up, like how much is it going to yep. cost you to move this one ship from here to here? Um, and, and sometimes we have people come in, like that, that same person that came in, we were trying to talk him out of buying that pack because we could see further down the line where ship X comes out and he would want that. And when he wanted that, that instantly stuffed his whole pack again. Um, and that, that, and that's, and by using that CCU that he had, we were able to talk him out of it. Um, he... But even, even in my case, I've got CCUs applied to packs. I'm happy with the CCUs, you know, I'm happy with ships in those packs. I just wish I'd had the ships in different, different packs. Yeah. Um, now I could melt those packs. Mm. There's no way I will get the savings I've got on those packs again, ever. Yeah, I think, um, I think both we would and otherwise, and that's that's the that's the crux. It, it's just I think we'd both agree that the older packs had way better savings. Like some of the things, like the expiration pack, like the expiration pack now is garbage, right? Mm. But the, but the last one and the one even the one before that that was even better, they were brilliant, you know. And and, and there were even better packs than that if we go further back. But I think as time's gone on, they've got worse and worse. So yeah, yeah. And I think part of that, like, it's not that the discount in those packs is really is necessarily bad. I think they're still standard 15, 20%. It's just not as good as the Warbond. It's just not as good as the Warbond. It's just not as good as the Warbond CCUs. That's right, exactly gonna, right. When you go to the Warbond CCU, it just becomes. I'm going to move on our grid. All right. So going forward, this is the best laid plan that, that our grid and I have come up with and, and some other people. And it's simply this. And it's just to leave your CCUs unapplied, right? Leave them lying in chains. And basically that gives you the flexibility, right? Where if you apply the CCUs, you kind of can't go backwards. You can only go forwards. So it basically means you're going to go up and up and, and, you know, lock yourself into positions that you can't go back from. Where if you just leave them there applied, you can change and move into new ships that come and, and stuff like that. Agra, do you want to add to that? Yeah, there is a point where, again, keep them unapplied. And, and this this applies even if you're looking at game packs. If you've got a game pack, you can CCU, you, you know, plan your CCUs, leave them unapplied. But second, you apply CCUs to a game pack or even to a standalone ship, you're locking your, it's kind of locked in. The advantage of standalone ships versus a pack is if you've applied the CCUs, you've got four standalone ships and four ships in a pack. Mm. If I want to change one of those ships in the CCU, but in a standalone ship, it's easy just to melt that ship or change back whereas if i'm in a pack i've got to do the whole lot that's the biggest change i think but um 
a good example to add to that argument would be things like things like the unannounced um, gas miner and unannounced refinery ship. And I should add, by the way, last week's episode, we should have said capital ship. I had a couple of mm. questions because we didn't put capital. We just said unannounced miner, unannounced uh, refinery. What we were specifically talking about were the capital versions of both it those ships. The big ones, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, not, not having knowing they're coming, but they're not here yet, you can at least still plan for them. And if, for example, um, say you've got a chain going all the way up to Polaris, you can jump off to one of those ships if you want. And if you find they come out and they're not for you, you can stay on the Polaris. You know, that's the flexibility right there, you know. So you can have these multiple chains running up and just, you know, the final game comes and it's going, I'll have that one, I'll have that one, I'll have that one, I'll melt all yep. these off. And what do you know? I've got enough to buy a whole nother one, you know. You, you can do that, you know, or you can... You've got options. It just gives you more options. Yeah, and I, what I like about the idea of keeping your your CCUs left unapplied as long as you can is you've, if you're going up from an Argo, Argo MPVU, yep. and you've CCU'd and you get to a point and you say, I really want to try uh, a mole. You CC up to you know you CC up to the mole. You apply it. You, mm. you play around. You use it. I want to. I want to prospect. You go to that and you do that and you go. But as long as you don't go, you know, so you you can go up and apply them and use those and, and use the ships. But the, as you said, the further you go up the chain, once mm. you've applied them, you don't really want to go back because you're losing those savings. Now you might, it's true, you might find them again in another sale. Yeah. But don't bank on it. I think it's, it's probably the idea there, isn't it? I think the other thing that I hear. Um... Sarah is saying in the back of my ear is obviously the more sales that go on, the more CCUs, uh, discounts, mm. war bond CCUs that come out that you can slot in there as well. So you're just yep. going to get those savings down and down and down. So there's no, yeah. uh, and that's and that's the other thing with applying those CCUs. Mm. If you apply, you know, four CCUs to up say a, from a an Argo up to a mm. prospector, and then down the track you get two or three little CCUs that go in the middle. If you haven't applied them, you can actually slot them in and get an even bigger saving. But once you apply them, you can't. The inverse to that, obviously, also, though, is you have uh, smaller ships or less ships to work with, you know? So you've got to... You might go, All right, I really am this type of person. I mean, just get that one ship that you want, but leave everything in, else in chains. So you've you got to weigh that up for yourself on that uh, yep. custom basis. Some there. people will say, yeah, I, I want it now. And I know I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, yeah, look, I know more war bond CCUs are coming. I could probably say, but I've decided I'm happy with the savings I've got. It's yeah. at least 50%. I want to play the ship now. I've got the ship, bang, I'm done. Mm. It's got a big ship. I've got these loaner ships. Yeah. And it is really looking at what you want and how you want it. Mm. But I think part of that is looking at the game now and looking at the future as well. I think we talk. We'll talk about that a bit later. Well, that's that's what we're going on to now. So these oh, these are <laughs> this is so these are the things that we think hypothetically, and we're just trying to get you to think outside the box here, right? So this is why, like, like, what if they did this? What would I do, right? And I I, I think the other thing, Aragorn, would probably add to this is they would more than likely with some of these ones we're going to go through, they would give us warning, right? So you you just want to be able to say if if I've got a month. How do I move, right? How do I do this, right? So I'm just trying to get you to think, right? And that's why we've kind of um, left things lying in chains, as, as we're going to call it, um, because that makes it's the most flexible, 
but that's it. Yeah. So yeah, right. So the first one is obviously one from earlier up where they um, the removal of buyback savings, and it would just be the removal of buybacks completely. So yeah. so so Algo, that would basically mean it's just um, full price everything. Oh well, well if you if like from, the from, idea from, of buyback from everything that's going forward from that. Yeah, but yeah. if you if you if you think about it, when you say buyback is I've melted a ship because I said I w I don't want that ship anymore. I want my credits. So I'm going to use them elsewhere. Yep. So technically, removing buybacks is just getting rid of that hmm. that oh, I, oh that ship that I said I didn't want. I've decided I want I want it back at that original price. Um, well, well, that's all. So that's... I can see the value of it. That's all. That's... The big boat. That's all that's left now, isn't it? Because the yep. only thing left now is original concepts. So yep. it's, but so... the, the thing that I find beneficial for CIG to do that is just that there's so much memory and, and material and, and stuff and data and information mm. in buybacks. I know I've got pages of buybacks and I wish I, I, wish I had a yeah. delete button that I could delete them. Yeah, it it would um, literally that would be the biggest benefit to CIG because they could actually turn off that whole system and kind of wipe it, and that's just like I don't know, terabytes. Have, yeah, terabytes, <laughs> terabytes of information of, they don't have to store. Of information they don't need to mm. store. Um, um, but from from a, from a perspective of our perspective though, is it actually hurts older backers a lot more. Um, but there are other things within the buyback system. Like right now, I'd say the biggest use of a buyback system for me, you know, you correct me if you think I'm wrong here, is skins, especially exclusive skins like concierge skins, where they go, this is a limited time. It'll only be available for these two weeks. I buy it, I melt it, and there it's there my buyback. I have to buy it back for full price, but it just removes that limited factor. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what I'm doing. I've literally only started doing that since they kind of brought the skins in. So that's... I don't know if that's making the system worse, but probably is. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. So yeah, you're adding more content there. We've got yeah. to keep saving. Yeah. I, I, if I probably, um, I'm still in this. Um, got to have them all. Um, the one thing that's held me off is one of the last updates packs was just for me. It was just beyond the pale in terms of it was 99. It seemed like 99 percent paints and skins and yeah. And that's what I was paying for. As opposed, uh, yeah, and they're so, all obtainable in game for free. And they're all eventually. obtainable in game, and yeah, and and they've already started doing it by adding a lot of them to the um to the loot boxes and stuff. Well, so they're already devalued already. You know, I, I I was watching. We were watching you. Um, well, in fact, I think you were doing the um, uh, Orison the other day. Mm -hmm live and um you saw a guy with a gun you say hey i don't know that skin and it was a mm. loot box skin yeah which you couldn't buy <laughs> yeah you couldn't even buy it in the store it was an in-game skin that yeah so they're more rare than kind of broad they're ones. very yeah. more rare than the ones that you buy with cash so yeah um all right so we're getting on to more hypothetical ones now so what if they were to completely remove melting so this would essentially be akin to what Algor and i just described earlier with packs because you basically can only ever go up you can't go down and that's the problem with packs because you've got to remove the whole pack to be able to go back down so that so i think that would be making everyone on the same page whether you're a pack or not that's probably the way i look at our grid yeah um, yeah I, I i could see them doing something like that down the track maybe but i think we're more I, 
I don't see that happening as much as I see getting rid of the buybacks altogether. I think the, um, I think the melting would be a lot further closer to release. Um, it certainly does go back to the idea of you know uh, locking your fleet in before the end of beta, so having a CCU applied and all the rest of it. Um, so yeah. Next, um, CCUs removal of CCUs. Yeah, well, we know we know the, the CCUs. They they want them to be done by by better. Um, certainly, removal of CCUs. I think yeah, that would be certainly something that they'd have to come along. To check if I, I, have to, I have to check if I spelled that correctly. But yeah, I thought I'd just change that just in case. Just in case people don't see that yeah. these are hypotheticals. We don't yeah. think that's it's not saying it's happening at all. We haven't heard CIG say these are happening. But it's things that could possibly happen down the track. And if you're looking, if, certainly if you're playing the CCU game, certainly if you're buying ships or got ships in milk or otherwise, you do want to make sure that you're covering yourself, that you've got a, a way out. And if CIG said, hey, this is happening, how would you cope? How would you get the fleet you want? I spelled it correctly. My mama, mother as an English teacher would be proud. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the final one that we've got there, which is probably, I don't know, I think this is probably the last one that would ever happen, which is CCU, CCUs left unapplied are removed. And that does actually kind of go back to what you said. Eventually, all CCUs will have to be applied before release. So that is happening, but it'll probably be like in the final days before release. I'd have to imagine, yeah? Yeah. That's uh, what I'd have to imagine as well. And that'd mean you'd end up with credits in your account, which you'd use in game. So your cash would turn into UEC or whatever it is, or however they do it, or remain in the yeah. store for you to use in the store. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but so they're the big things in terms of how to, of what you need, you know, of what could happen. Mm. But you also need to look at when you're playing the game in terms of the ships now versus what you're going to need later. So at the moment, if you're in Stanton, the, the meta ships are the light fighters. Yep. And people say, oh, they, they need to be balanced. They need to be balanced. They're, mm. they're too fast. They're too quick. That's why you but, see that dirty balancing, though, because it is only temporary. And, yeah, and we do see that. We do see the, you know, the massive uh, nerfing of, of the bigger ships or whatever. But mm. when Pyro comes, Pyro is three times the size of Stanton. And it's it's not a big system compared to some of the other systems we have in we we will have in game. Not at all. Mm. Pyro will be the death knell of those of that that light fighter meta because yeah. getting those light fighters there, having them, you know, you'll need more ships to be able to support them. So you can already look at some of them. Um, I'm trying to think of the ship I was in recently. There was a ship I I was in recently, and I had to warp from. Um, Art Corp to Hurston from Hurston to Microtech to get... I couldn't do it in one go, right? And that's not the biggest jump in the system right now, but you, as you just said with Pyro, yep. that would be a, a... You know, if it's three times the size, that's a pretty small jump, yep. you know? And it, it, does that mean I have to jump through between four planets to get there? What happens when they start bringing in the rotation of planets in? What if I can't jump to any planet because I've got to wait for it to come round before I can? You know, uh, like... and it's it's like with the Aurora. Like mm -hmm. when I was doing uh, just a turn in an Aurora, 
when I had the base quantum drive, I could I could get anywhere I wanted in Stan because mm. it was a, a really slow 10-minute flight across, yeah. but it had the fuel. Mm. When I went to the faster quantum drive, I had to do, you know, it, had to, it took me two or three jumps to get to the same place because mm. I didn't have the fuel. Yeah. Pyro is going to be worse than that. And so you need to you need to work your fleet now, yeah, with the view of later. Yeah, and that's um, that's one of the things we always go over, and I, I think that's the bigger different biggest difference between say us and say a streamer, because a, a streamer is very much in the now, um, and it's one of the things we often talk with about the other guys about like what they're recommending and stuff like that. Do you know by the way, um, Space Tomato record the recommended the Nomad recently as a starter ship, and I was like, what the. Anyway, tomato. Yeah. you are dead to me. <laughs> I was like, where's Algorithm? I wanted to write a comment. I wanted to write, where's Algorithm? I need him. Uh, but yeah. You're uh, dead to me. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, having said that, mm. I know lots of people who really like the Nomad. Yeah, me too. And I look at what it can do, and it is a, it is a great starter ship for what it can do. But mm. I think it's too expensive for what it is as a starter ship. Mm. I, think the, I think the Cutlass Black is a better ship to have over it yeah we've said this before there's there's better ships under it and better ships over it but we're i don't like the look of it but we're, tan we're tangenting but that's fine <laughs> um one thing i did forget to do was uh was actually this this is actually what kicked this whole episode off because last week they um actually brought these in these little red boxes in so you've now got to like tick and acknowledge stuff um so it's almost like it's a part of the terms of agreement. And it says, you know, this is just acknowledging some limited available items included or contained within this exchange pledge are permanently re relinquished. And so that's like a lot of those savings and, and, and items and stuff like that. Um, and then if this pledge was made at a discount price, the discount price will be permanently relinquished on the exchange. So they are two really big things now to look yeah. out for. Um, and th that's all new, but that, that kind of points to where we saw this going. Yeah. Um, and that so, is new. And yeah. yet, in a sense, the information, the things there aren't. So if you yeah. had a, a ship with physical goods and it was in buyback, you got a little icon saying, this ship is not, is, this is not available for buyback because items in the ship were either limited or um, yeah. physical goods are no longer available. Mm. Um, and it's always been the case that if you'd bought a ship with, say, one of those discount coupons for being a subscriber, mm. If you and you got your ten percent or five percent discount, and you melted that ship and then bought it back, you lost your discount. And so that mm. was always something that was in. It was just what that's doing is it really making you say, "Yes, I agree. Mm. This is the case." It's really tightening that up, and mm. it and it is really just dotting the i and crossing the t's for CIG. And I think, yep. I think it's it in in that policy and that and that going forward, it is being more transparent. Yeah, it's saying this is what's happening. So I think that's a good, you know, it, it's a rotten thing for us as backers, well, well, but it's a really good thing I think for CIG to be doing. They always told us ships were going to cost more as yep. time went by, but the other part that they never told us, right, and this is why we figured it out earlier, was that the better ships would probably come towards the end, right? Mm -hmm. We've always said that though, that they tend to be releasing them from worst to best, um, you know, and not exactly in the way you might think, but more like best to worst value so that's why we often see you know you see um the bigger one because it costs more right so you see the capital and then you see the smallest because they're the two that can't scale in both directions they only ever scale down or up 
and then you got the medium and large where they can go up and down. Mm. So they're kind of the, the better value because they're more flexible. Um, all right, then. Yep. Is there anything you'd like to see in the comments, Algren? No, I, well, yeah, what do you think? What changes do you think could come? Mm. Um, and is this sound? Do, is, this, is this a sound plan? Like, like is, is this the plan you're following? Do you have a different plan? Because this is the best plan I can think of. Like, it keeps it the most flexible, and it allows you yeah. to jump off. There is obviously, with any plan, there's going to be overflow. So, like, if there are CCUs that you don't use, what do you do with them? Obviously, yeah. you kind of can melt them and turn them into another ship, or maybe you can somehow connect the dots, or it might there might be a big outlay at the end to turn that into one big ship that you want. But I still think that's the best way to go. Yeah. Let me know your thoughts in the comments because I think, I think, I think it's going to be a bit decisive. Decisive. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's there's plenty, and this is just one plan. It's a plan we think gives the best flexibility and mm. also enables you to get the best value. Yeah. Um, it's not the only Definitely. plan. Definitely. Um, mm. But we'd like to see. We'd like to hear what you guys, what you guys think yeah. as well. So it's so it's long term, as our grid said, right? And a lot of people don't think about that long term. But obviously the downside is it's very much not essentially in the now. But like mm. Algrid said, if there's that one ship that you want, just go get that one ship and don't worry about the savings, so to speak. But, you yeah. know, if you've got a multiple, you know, 10 plus ship fleet, pick one or two ships that you really must have. And then everything else, just leave them lying in chains. Yep. And just work, you know, and just work your way up as you, as you want. Be aware that, you know, as we said, as you apply those CCUs, you can't slot more ones in for greater savings. Mm. Um, but if you know where you're headed, it doesn't matter. So I've got CCUs that I applied to ships that gave me, you know, mm. an Orion or a um, or an Endeavour or, mm. or a Claimer. Now, I, I, looking back, I'd have liked to have them in different fleets or I'd have liked to have the different ships in, a, in the same pack. Mm. Um, but I, you know... Yeah. I applied those because I wanted them and the zero dollar CCs were going. So, you know. I think we could uh, safely say with how bad packs have got, like at this moment as we make this video, we wouldn't recommend packs anymore. Um, if that changes, we'll let you know. I think that's yeah. the safest uh, way to be, wouldn't you, Agrid? Yeah, well, look, in the history of our channel, I'm the guy who always has defended packs. Mm. Uh, I think that'd be a fair cop. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm probably, you know, and I'm, I'm certainly saying now that they're, they're just not, you can get more savings, not. Ooh, that's the funniest face he's ever made. Oh, I lost him completely. All right. Well, I think well, he's yeah, back. Well, yeah, told you I did that. <laughs> It took a little awkward moment there. I it, you it was an awkward, a... an awkward pause there. I, I, I was thinking, I oh, know I'm not going to come back. It's like if you're there for an extra 10 seconds, I could have just ended. But yeah, um, yeah. so I think with that, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, yep. yep. Um, you know, uh, like, subscribe. If you want to go the extra mile on Patreon, yep. please do so. If, if you like, if you do like what we do, um, if you've watched our other videos or this is, a, you know, and you've liked what we've done, consider subscribing if you haven't already. Um, if you like this one, but you haven't seen anything else we've done, go back and have a look. Go back and watch the other stuff and consider subscribing. Very, uh, very common. We get someone come in and then you'll just see like 30 comments that they've gone through every video and just commented on everything. Very, very yep. common to see that. So, yeah. Um, and if you do want to go the extra mile, we do have uh, Patreon. Mm. We do have um, 
We do have YouTube membership as well. Um, I will get started on the Twitch stuff as well. I do have to get in there and do the badges for Twitch and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll so, and we will have Twitch. But that enable, you know, that funding will ena enables us to actually look at improving the equipment we're using uh, to hopefully give you better content. And um, and I think the next thing we really want to try and do is is help Badgers get a camera yeah. set up because at the moment he's always the voice in the void. Yes, at the moment. So, yeah, we're looking into that. All right, then. He's been our grid. I've been executed. He's been executed. And we're out of here. Catch you next one.